Hello and welcome to I Heard It On A Podcast, our little corner of the Wild West. Hope I don't get my hair in the butter today. (laughs) My name is Riley. And my name is Isaiah. And I also hope that you don't get your hair in the butter because we have a stick of butter. No, we don't actually. (laughs) (laughs) But what we do have is some little props yeah we do we're gonna get into that yeah in we'll, a little bit yeah we'll get we'll get there in a minute yes but today has a theme kind of and the theme is marriage and i said oh, do you know why i do know why <laughs> <laughs> it's because i am now engaged Woo! Woo! we should like add if i remember i'll add applause. A, an applause or a celebration sound or uh thousands of people cheering do it right right now like while i'm speaking thank you all thanks everyone um yes uh lauren and i got engaged um, well when this is coming out like two weeks ago and um we're pumped yeah it's exciting more details to come yeah possibly if if i decide that that's (laughs) that's podcast stuff I feel um, like it will be. I feel like the podcast is going to be like dedicated specifically to your wedding for the next like <laughs> it, seven months. It just becomes like how I uh, how I like it, rationalize <laughs> decisions that we've made. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> two hours a week of talking about your wedding. <laughs> I know one person who would listen to that. It wouldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> you would oh, you would have to because I'd I listen in person, to talk but to. I wouldn't re-listen to it on Spotify. Well, you never do that. No, I don't. Except yeah. for the song, I listen to your song. Ah, uh, yeah. And what did you think of it, by the way? I think it was good. It was good. I said Isaiah's the best like yes. 40 times. How can you say it was only good? It was derivative of the first time you said it. A deri- you can't be derivative of yourself in the same song. Hmm. That's just reprise. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's exciting. So exciting. Best news that we've had on the podcast yeah. possibly so far. I don't know. I'd have to go Agreed. back and listen to the other news, but... Maybe when you announced that you were having a child, you could maybe argue that they're, that was good news, too. They're neck and neck. They can kind of, depending on what you're thinking about at the moment, pull ahead or behind each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> depending on how you feel about it yeah. at the moment. <laughs> okay. Um, as, you, as we frequently do on this podcast, uh, we share a segment of news, yes. something that has happened in the world. And I was trying to find something that yes. wasn't just like sadness. Yes. Because, you know. You know, no one the, likes that. if you don't know about the sad news that's happening in the world, I feel that you have some moral obligation to at least kind of know, but that's not what we're doing here on this nope. podcast. We like fun. And that's exactly what I Googled. I Googled fun news and I came up with this website, upi.com. I don't know what that stands for, but <laughs> I think it's some sort of infection. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a little different, but not that different. It stands um, for urinary penis infection. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little redundant. Talk about now being derivative. <laughs> you can, it, it's not explicit just because yeah. you say the word penis. You're right. It's just a biological term. Yep. Just like boobs. Last <laughs> I didn't mark last week's episode as yeah. explicit either. It's true. Anyway, you were talking about rolling them around in paint. So, yeah, well, that's just. Anyway, <laughs> I'm on this website. And the top story to give you an idea of the legitimacy of this news is man bounces more than 10 miles on an inflatable ball for Guinness World Record. That sounds miserable. You do it for the Guinness World Record. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I can't imagine that you are comfortable during that process. But 
it's just like crap, just terrible news. Yeah. Owner surrenders pet cougar kept in New York City apartment. Metal detectorist, that's a term. <laughs> detectorist finds lost locket containing o- the owner's father's ashes. That's fascinating, but weird. Why would you wear? Okay, so many things. First off, if you are a person who uses a metal detector to find things, you are also a metal detector. And <laughs> if you wear yeah. dead people around your neck, you are weird. Well, don't judge. Uh, Let people do what they want. It could just like pop open and then it's like, oops, human remains on the table. Maybe they like to live on the edge. That is very on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You probably can't fit an entire person in a locket unless no. it's a pretty big locket. So or very it, compact ashes. Hmm. Like, you, no, I'm not going to say <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I thought of the same thing and I decided not to say it. <laughs> um, well, the next, seg- the next thing that I want to talk about here is um, that, uh, where is it? Oh, an Idaho man moved 133 thumbtacks between a board in one minute. And we were talking about this just a minute ago and how astounding that is. Well done, Idaho man. Congratulations. I understand. More applause. Yes. More applause right here, (laughs) if I remember. Um, I understand that this is probably your life's calling, especially Mm. living in Idaho. Uh, <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> uh, no judgment. Uh, there's a good chance that I'll end up living in Idaho someday. So we probably all will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the oceans rise and Idaho becomes the dominant nation yep. on Earth, because it's got high land and potatoes. What else do you need to survive the floods? Well, we have high land and not potatoes, corn and wheat. Yeah, and but soybeans those have to like grow above ground. Potatoes grow below ground, where the radiation of the climate change hmm. doesn't affect. Them. Okay, I see where you're coming from. We'll get to we'll get to that later. Yes. Um. Anyway, we have a challenge for us. Yes, because we want to show that we are just as good as Idahoian men. Idahoian. Idaho. Idahos. Idahos. <laughs> We're just as good as Idahos. Yep. Um, so Isaiah, yes. is, I have a piece of string. Yes, and I have this bag of 82 clothespins. <laughs> yep. We didn't have uh, thumbtacks, but we do have clothespins, like mini clothespins. They're so like I'm gonna pour them less than here. an inch long. And I'm going to hold this string out real taut right in front of yep. me. And you are going to quickly put all these clothespins yes. on this board. So I'm going to try to do as many as I can in under a minute. Great. Well, in exactly a minute. So let me get a Timer. Timer. And I'm going to set it for one minute, and I'm going to pick a sound. Hopefully, Apple can't sue us for using their timers. I feel like I've heard timers on YouTube yeah. videos before. Okay, I'm going to move my mic out of the way. You should give yourself like five seconds so that you can oh, move. God. Oh, gosh. The mic's falling off the table. <laughs> oh, no. Intervention. I guess it's just me for the rest of the episode, which is okay because I have plenty to say. It's all Riley's wedding. Yeah, this is where it begins, <laughs> me just talking about wedding planning. Although, it's not me. It's a, it's a 50-50 process, as we all know. Oh, um, sorry. But uh, I guess, uh, let's see, where to start? Um, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> never good. Saved by the bell. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to myself five, sec- five seconds, and then I'm going to start. And Riley's going to narrate my skills. So I'm just going to try to give myself as much of a... Good position as I can here. Okay, here we go. Five second countdown. I'm gonna take off my headphones. Wow, this is getting really serious. <laughs> this is like the nice Olympic sport, man. All right. Here we go. Five, four, three, 
two, one. And he's off. Counting way too fast. Oh my gosh, this is harder than I thought it was. One close bin. There's two. Oh man, we're not going to get to 133 anytime (laughs) soon. Oh my goodness. He's using both hands also for the record. Can you do it with two? Like, uh, uh, oh, he is. That's slower. He just doesn't have dexterity. (laughs) The string moves. He can't use his left hand well enough for it to be useful. The string's so high. I'm getting a shoulder workout in too. We are uh, uh, almost 30 seconds through. Oh, my God. He's halfway like through. 10. Uh, it's upside down. <laughs> I, I would say he's done about 15 at this point. Um, okay. I will count upside down clothespins for the record. They just need to be on the string. Yeah, that's all that matters. I am okay. really getting a shoulder workout in here. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm yeah. feeling the burn, and yeah. I'm into it. Okay. Ah! We have to do you after this so that we can see if you can beat my score. Oh, I, I don't know about that. Yeah. I think you just are the champion no, of this. This is a competitive thing. Okay. This is not a solo sport. Fine. Oh! <laughs> Five, four, <laughs> three, two. That one's totally upside down. One, no. zero. <laughs> no, that one doesn't count. Okay, oh, time to God. count. Okay, that was. There was one that was like upside down. And I didn't want to flip it over, so I just like jammed the string into the spring. <laughs> okay, if it's on the string, I'll count it. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. That is way harder than I thought it was going to be. I thought I would get the whole thing. Okay. Really? You thought you would get like all 80? Yeah, because I thought I was going to be able to do them like two-handed. Like I'd be able to do one at a time in each ah. hand. And you really have to like grab the string because the string's wiggling so much. So if you don't like grab the string, then you're just like missing the string every time. What number did I say? I already forgot. 26. Seven? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let's go with 27. It wasn't 37, was it? No, it was a 20 something. Okay. It was 27 then. Okay. Okay. Otherwise, if it's not... Listeners, back to <laughs> we the do have it on record. The one that we said first was the right number. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to try to beat whatever number that was. <laughs> this is the <laughs> one I jammed on backwards. Uh, it worked. That could be a strategy, actually, in the Olympic sport of clothes pinning. I'm sure that... People would if they if you did it long enough if you did this for like an hour yeah. every day you would establish some sort of you know technique. Yeah. It's like cup stacking. You're right. Did you do cup stacking? For I thought that while. was only a public school thing. <laughs> I had some culture. <laughs> okay. Not not much, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's your timer. Here's okay. your clothes pin. I too am gonna take off my headphones okay. and move my mic. And I'm gonna narrate. And I'm also gonna get a shoulder workout. This is good. I didn't go to the gym today, so I'm ready for this. Okay. So I'm holding, you'll realize how wiggly this string is. It looks tight, but it is not so. Okay. I'm, these are these are some taut clothes. They are. Pants. And the issue is they like are so small that they break easy. So you have to be very dexterous. Okay. I'm holding the string out and I've got it wrapped around my hands to make it tight. Riley's going to give himself five seconds. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. And he begins a little bit early, but I'll allow it. He only got maybe one clothespin on. So, see, isn't it hard? It's much harder. Yeah. You have to like focus so intensely. And it's hard to tell which end is the mouth end and which end is the tail end. That was a fumble there, a little bit of a fumble. I feel like it could not be like a sports play-by-play narrator because I just don't know what to say. But it's not helpful that this isn't a sport yet. Look <laughs> well, at those jaws missing. He helping. missed the jaws three times. Yeah, he went too far to the left. That's a classic mistake. Okay, There's, we're in the middle now. We've probably got 15 on, and we're halfway through. Oh, one fell off. Oh, snap. A miss. Okay. I don't know how this... Man, this minute, like, goes so fast. 
Some of these are just barely hanging on by a thread. Their little teeth are like sideways. I'll hang you on by a thread. <laughs> 10 seconds. And we're, oh, another one fell off. Not looking good for Rye Guy here. <laughs> we'll see what the total is. And time. Oh, barely under the wire with that last one. Okay, here we go. So the count to beat is probably <laughs> probably 27. 27. <laughs> We're not really sure though. Okay, here we go. We got one, two, three, four, five, Ooh. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, wow. twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. Wow, I haven't been womp, that womp. nervous uh -huh. on the podcast is the first episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> it gets you. Man, clothes pinning is an adrenaline rush. That yeah. is for sure. Wow. So there you go. Idaho man, beat that. If I, I feel like I had, if I had them lined up, uh, like in the same, like hued, yeah, yeah, like hoo 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 right. hoo, it'd be, it'd be ideal. I wonder if this, this the sport. last five minutes of this podcast have been terrible because we were doing something that you had to watch. I think I narrated it stunningly. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. To continue on with the part that I said was the like a theme of this episode. Yeah, this part was not part of the theme. <laughs> no, this was a um, departure or a break from the theme. Um, I, in the process of planning a wedding, I'm realizing how many are just, how many things that you need to consider are just yeah. kind of stereotypes or traditions that are placed upon you by your culture. Right. And I was curious what other cultures have traditions placed upon them when you get like married in other places. Yes, wedding-wise. Wed wedding um, traditions. I suppose is what I would call them. So I've got a ton from a bunch of different countries, and we're just going to talk about them. First up is Indonesia. Apparently, okay, I, want, I also want to say, of course, uh, this is from some random website that I found, and <laughs> I don't know the, le the legitimacy of all of these. And also, just like in America, not everyone does all of these, probably. Also, I feel like that should have been the name of the podcast. This is from some <laughs> random website. <laughs> Either... This is from some random website, or we're just pulling it out of our butts. <laughs> that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's next time. Okay. Um, in Indonesia, they apparently spend the first three days confined in their own homes together, which sounds sweet, but at that point, the practice is to keep newlyweds from using the bathroom in order to strengthen their bond. I, Wait. And I think it's, I, it's also a test of patience. So they get locked into like a bedroom together. I think after they're married. Yeah. And they can't use the bathroom. Yes. Oh. For some reason. Isn't that so, like torture? Well, I imagine that like if it gets bad, you know, it's not the end of your marriage if you go to the bathroom. But the idea is to strengthen their bond, I okay. guess, to like if you go through something difficult with sure. them, you're closer. Sure. But... Wow, that's kind of intense. We should start like 127 hours in people after they get married. <laughs> like, hey, here, crush your arm in a in a boulder <laughs> together for marriage. <laughs> crush both of your arms. Uh, I, that would I would I think less people than they are than already do would get married. Yes, but those marriages would be so strong because they would both only have one hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'd have to. They don't have to rely cut off their each arms. Other. They just have to be pinned in a ditch for like. 127 hours. I feel like I could make it through that yeah. ordeal if I knew that at the end of it, 
they're just they would just like release my arm yeah. and I yeah. would be okay. Because the issue with the hole being stuck there is you don't know if you're going to get out. And he had no idea how long it was going to be. Yeah. And so he eventually just resorted to what he right. knew he could do to survive. Right. Anyway, <laughs> in Norway, um, the bride wears an ornate silver and gold crown that has little charms dangling all around it. And when she moves, there is a tinkling sound that's supposed <laughs> to deflect evil spirits. Oh. I bet that's kind of cute, actually. I bet it looks nice. Yeah. It's probably. like a little tiara, yeah. you know? Why did they have to use the word tinkling to describe the sound, though? <laughs> because of the last uh, <laughs> tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Just to rub it in their faces. Look at me tinkling all over the place. Yeah, I'm tinkling in the middle of the ceremony. <laughs> uh, I think I've seen this one. In Mexico, couples exchange their vows and in a, in a lazo or lasso, mm. they're wearing this really big kind of rosary bead and flower uh-huh. thing draped around both of their shoulders. So they're both inside this really big necklace kind of looking thing. Yeah. And it's supposed to be, it's supposed to symbolize one, a figure eight uh, to represent eternity and also to represent the union of them as a couple. That sounds cool. Yeah. So it's, that one makes a lot of sense to me. Speaking, but this one does not. In France, <laughs> um, apparently brides and grooms traditionally eat chocolate and champagne after the reception. Sure. But they have to eat those treats out of a toilet bowl or from a toilet bowl like used (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know if they like get a brand new one and i have i'm really curious about this one if i you know didn't pull this article up eight minutes ago i would have done research and like found out if this was legit or not and why it exists and where it comes from but (laughs) but france has a lot of weird um traditions that come from their varied and rocky history yeah like eating snails yeah and just like being conquered and conquering for a thousand years yeah so weird stuff happens when you get punched around and are punching around for that long (laughs) i guess i'll eat chocolate out of a toilet bowl (laughs) yeah could be worse i guess at least you're eating chocolate yeah or are you (laughs) (laughs) in armenia to ward away evil spirits people will balance lavash flatbread on their shoulders. Okay. And I guess that's a traditional thing that couples do. Um, According to the custom, when a bride and groom enter their wedding reception, which is usually at the groom's house, Mm -hmm. they break a plate for good luck. Sure. I think that's done in several cultures. Yep. And then they're given lavash and honey by the groom's mother. Then they balance the bread on their shoulders and that wards off evil and they eat spoonfuls of honey to symbolize happiness. And then they party. <laughs> party hard. That seems reasonable. Yeah. You just put some bread on your shoulder yeah. and eat a spoonful of honey. And then, or I think you break a plate first. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, we like throw rice at weddings. So yeah. there's lots of weird food related things. And the whole something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Yeah. That that doesn't make a lot of sense, really. No. I don't know where that came from. I've only ever seen that actually done in, like, TV shows and movies. Are you going to do that at your wedding? I don't know. Mm. I, it's a it's a bride thing. Only oh. brides need something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. I didn't know that. I and guess it's the supposed to be on them, I right, believe. Right, all the time. Yeah. Well, during the ceremony. Yeah. I don't think that... 
grooms have that traditional okay. obligation. Well, I mean, obviously, like we've like I mentioned at the beginning, a lot of people don't do these traditions in our culture. So right. I'm imagining it's the same in these other cultures yeah. to some extent. But yes, I, I don't even understand where my own traditions come <laughs> <Yeah>. from. <laughs> um, in the Congo, uh, both about to be married people, uh, they have to keep their happiness in check for some reason. Um, <laughs> oh, I actually know the reason. So during the entire wedding day, from the ceremony to the reception, the newlyweds or about to be weds or whatever you want to call them are not allowed to smile. Oh, if they do, that would mean that they aren't they aren't serious about their marriage. Hmm, that sounds sad. This was in where? Uh, the Congo. Hmm. Sounds like a fun hating country. Um, or they just appreciate reverence hmm. and like taking things seriously. You can have fun and also take things seriously. I mean, not, not necessarily at the same time, but <laughs> you, those can both be aspects of a culture. Yes, they can. <laughs> In China, the groom will shoot br- his bride. What? <laughs> <laughs> the prospective groom shoots his bride with a bow and a headless arrow. Several times. Several times. That sounds painful. <laughs> and then and then they collect the arrows and they break them during the ceremony to ensure that their love lasts forever. The symbolism on this one is a little uh, more vague to me. <laughs> I don't necessarily understand why shooting the arrows and then breaking them equals love lasts forever. Yeah. But... I feel like a, a headless arrow would still do some yeah, damage. Yeah, doesn't like bruise you. Yeah, unless it has one of those really big puffy ends. Yeah, and but even then, it's like, do, do, does every man have to learn to shoot a bow and arrow for this purpose? Maybe this is more of a historical one. Yeah, from the warrior days. Yeah, I think we should start a tradition where we shoot brides with paintball guns in America. <laughs> I think it should go both ways. Yeah. The bride and the groom both get a paintball gun. Yeah. And the person with the most paint on them uh, pays for the wedding. Oh, (laughs) intense. Or the bride and the groom could both get paintball guns and they could just shoot like the congregation as they come into the church. (laughs) Yeah. They're like greeted at the door and given the pamphlet. Yeah. (laughs) Blasted by paint. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. That would be fun. I mean, no one would go to no weddings. One would go. <laughs> or they would like show up in five layers of sweats. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in Fiji, it's traditional that when a man asks a woman's father for her hand, he has to present his future father in law with a whale's tooth. Whales have teeth? Yeah. <laughs> I thought they just had like floppy bits that sucked up krill. Isn't that what Scrimshaw is traditionally done on? I don't know. I don't know whales had teeth. I guess maybe like orcas? I think blue whales just have like mesh face holes. Yeah. <laughs> Scrimshaw is uh, is like engraving and carving done in bone or ivory. And it typically refers to the artwork craved, created by whalers engraved in the byproducts of whales. Which I guess is usually their bones rather than right. their teeth. 
but it can be made out of the teeth of sperm whales. Apparently, sperm whales have teeth. Okay, I see pictures of orcas with teeth. There's a, the first question that comes up on Google when you Google whale's teeth is, why do whale's teeth look like that? <laughs> so this says... If you Google sperm whale teeth, yeah. it looks like uh, Moby Dick or the whale that ate Jonah or yeah. uh, like any whale in a cartoon. Well, I'm Except looking... for uh, Finding Nemo. Yeah, I think I was thinking of... Baleen whales, which have something called baleen plates. And what they do is they, it's called filter feeding. So they basically like open their mouth and their teeth look like little floppy comb teeth. Yes. And it just like sloops krill in. That's what I was thinking of. Yes. Well, that's what I was thinking of too because okay. of yeah. finding Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Right. So, But that... I, so I guess in Fiji, they have to go out and get a specific kind of whale yeah, tooth. Yeah, like or, look up orca teeth, and then you can see if those look more toothy to you. Because I think to me they look much more toothy. Yeah, I think orca teeth or sperm whale teeth are probably more of what they get. Although I would hate to have to go out and fight Find, an orca yeah, they're to get deadly. their teeth. Probably not everyone is getting married. Yeah, at that point, no. Oi. Glad I didn't 80%, have to do that. 80% of marriages end in eaten by whale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that's tough. <laughs> okay, another Chinese tradition. Um, the bride's family will hire a good luck woman, quote unquote, a good luck woman, to take care of her as she travels from her home to her groom's home in an elaborately decorated chair. Um, and as the atten- the attendants will like shield the bride with with uh, umbrellas and they'll shield her from tossing rice within in the chair okay so i guess that just I'm, sounds courteous yeah i'm kind of picturing like those empress yeah. or emperor chairs yeah um but you just kind of shield them from the rice but here it's in parentheses it says a rice the rice a symbol of health and prosperity so hmm. shield from health and prosperity well i think tossing the rice is the symbol of health and prosperity but in order to not get rice like in your hair sure or in this incredibly ornate headdress that she yeah. has on wow yeah i can understand why you wouldn't want rice in that yeah it would just never stop coming out of it <laughs> yeah um, in Greece, the term groomsman is a literal one because on the wedding day, a Greek groom's best man becomes his barber and he, mm. he pulls out a razor and shaves his face <laughs> and he also, uh, oh, he also has to, his mother-in-law will have to feed him honey and almonds, which is interesting. Like at the same time as the shaving? <laughs> I don't know. I think this is one you should adopt. You should let whoever your best man is shave your face with a straight razor right before you get married. <laughs> well, my question is, what if you like have a beard? It gets shaved. Tradition. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Uh, I don't know. Not everyone looks their best in a clean shaven face. <laughs> Tradition though, man. Yeah, that's that's hard to that's hard to deal with, especially <laughs> as if you're someone who 
has never like used a razor to shave a face, even your own, let alone someone else's, I would be nervous. Yeah. But it tradition. <laughs> <laughs> I would want them to practice on their own face. Right. Just so they can like understand the curves. Right. Or like on like a pig's back or something. Some sort of medium. Yeah. Best yeah. man. Go out and find a pig. <laughs> yeah. Get it to sit shave still. It. <laughs> shave it. And then shave my face. <laughs> Same razor. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, man. Um, in Japan, on the wedding day, the Japanese bride celebrates in a traditional Shinto ceremony by wearing white from head to toe, including makeup, the kimono, and the hood, called a tsunokakusi. Um, the white denotes her maiden status, and the hood hides her so-called horns of jealousy. <laughs> she feels towards her mother-in-law. <laughs> that, that took a turn. <laughs> that's not what I was expecting. I was all on board with it until that point. <laughs> that's interesting. Huh. Horns of jealousy. Yeah, so the hood hides what theoretically the bride is feeling is a feeling of jealousy towards her mother-in-law. Weird. Um, in Lebanon, there's a celebration known as the Zafé, which gets off to a rowdy start with music and belly dancing nice. and, uh, shouting yes. at both the groom and the bride's homes. So people like show up friends and family yep. and occasional, occasionally professional dancers and musicians. Um, and eventually everyone ends up at the bride's house and People are the couple is like showered with flower petals as they leave for the ceremony. So this is before the ceremony. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, like a pre-party. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't really fit in with our customs no. of like the first time you see the bride is in the ceremony, yeah. usually. But it'd be kind of fun to like start off with a party, yeah. and then you have a little ceremony, and then you just keep partying. Yeah, that would be fun. You just need like one of those shielding chairs that's got like a, a box around it so no one can see the bride and then they can just party like in the shielding chair box yeah <laughs> uh in the in the czech republic right before the bride and groom officially get married an infant is placed in the couple's bed to bless <laughs> to bless and enhance their fertility oh once they've wed then guests the guest showers them with rice, peas, or lentils, which also in that culture promotes fertility. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I guess there's always have to be a baby around somewhere, right? Yeah. Like what happens if you don't have any babies in your family or like close friends? Yeah. You just go find a baby. Just like, <laughs> hey, I need your baby to bless my fertility. <laughs> <laughs> They're like hire. I wonder if they have like professional babies like for baby this rentals. Purpose. Yeah. Rent a baby for, yeah. for your fertility needs. <laughs> It just oh, you just go gosh. and like put it in a bed yeah. for five minutes. Yeah, and boom. Like uh, you can also sell it with peas or sell it. <laughs> you can also rent it out. Yes. with like, uh, you know a box yeah. of lentils. Like fifty bucks extra will give you a bag of rice. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> That's a decent business. Although the problem is you have to consistently find babies. Babies, babies aren't babies forever. Yeah. So I've learned. Yeah. Or so I've heard. I suppose. Um, in Russia, newly married couples share a sweet bread called caravay, 
which is decorated with wheat for prosperity and interlocking rings for faithfulness. Whoever takes the bigger bite, the husband or the wife, without using their hands is considered the head of the family. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So that's a big deal. You yeah. better like... You got to stretch your jaw on that one. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Another China, China Chinese tradition. Um, the Chinese bridesmaids give the groom a hard time on the morning of the wedding day for putting him and sometimes the groomsmen through a series of tests. Oh, sorry. By putting him and sometimes the groomsmen through a series of tests and challenges called the wedding door games. Wedding door games that prove his worthiness for the bride. And then he must pay off the girls with envelopes full of money. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't think I'll be doing that one. I want to start Although some I of these traditions. it's not up to me. Like, what? You just have to pay me money. <laughs> it's a tradition. <laughs> yeah. Give me an envelope full First, of money. First, you have to do this like difficult challenge, yeah. and then you owe me $400. <laughs> Amazing. Or you can't get married today. <laughs> You've already planned everything. The ceremony begins in three hours, but I need four hundred dollars. Yes, this is part of the thing. <laughs> it is a it's a custom. Yeah. You can't you can't not do Tradition. custom. <laughs> this one's just nice. Um in the Philippines, after the ceremony, they release a pair of White doves, one male and one female, into the air, and the birds are said to represent a harmonious life for the newly married couple. Hmm. I feel like I've I could imagine seeing that, you know, in in a ceremony today Wasn't in that America. A thing, though, where like they'd release doves or whatever when you're leaving, but then it kind of got banned because people were just like buying doves and then releasing them everywhere. I don't know. I think it's banned in New York at least. Like you can't to just like let, release doves? let go of like, you know, 20 doves. <laughs> what do magicians do? I don't know. They just They're on deal like in a rabbits long, mainly? A long like leash. <laughs> <laughs> a long invisible yeah, uh, like fishing, fishing wire. Line, yeah. <laughs> okay, a few more. In Cuba, there's uh, known what's called as the money dance. <laughs> where every man who dances with the bride must pin money to her dress to help the couple pay for their wedding and honeymoon. That's cool. That's fun, but I feel like eventually that'd look kind of weird. Right. Because I like, can only think of one other situation where you pin money to a woman. <laughs> <laughs> There's connotations. <laughs> yeah. I had to make sure I read that one right because it's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Every man who dances with her is like, here's a 20, babe. <laughs> Thanks for the dance. Plus, that wouldn't work nowadays. You'd have to like give them your cash app QR code, right? <laughs> or like go to the ATM. You'd have to like have an ATM outside yeah. of your reception. Yeah. Plus, a lot of wedding dresses are like strapless, or like where do you? How do you pin the money on? Yeah. Plus, brides usually don't dance with a bunch of dudes <laughs> at their wedding. Yeah, they're usually like kind of busy. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe in other cultures, it's different. Yeah. You know. Um, this one's interesting. In Russia, as a gesture of respect, couples in Moscow often take wedding pictures at the tomb of the unknown soldier near the Kremlin. 
And then they lay down flowers afterwards. Weird. Yeah, that's... Just one soldier? Just the tomb of, like... I be- Yeah, I think... An I mean, it's, unknown soldier? Well, the tomb of the unknown soldier, if I remember correctly, is, like, a vast grave of... Um, I think it was Holocaust survive or not survivors um, victims uh-huh. and so no that's not it so look it up you said it was one in Moscow right yes so the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is a war memorial dedicated to the Soviet soldiers killed during World War II okay and it is the, is it the Tomb of the Unknown Soldiers because they were unidentifiable um, I think it's just like, like representative of those of soldiers of who soldiers. were, yeah. I see. Yeah. That's interesting. There's also one in America. Do you know that? I've heard the words before. I couldn't tell you where it is. I'm guessing in, uh, Arlington. Yeah, it's in Arlington. Um, in Venezuela, after uh, (laughs) it's good luck for the newlyweds to sneak away before the party has come to an end without getting caught. Mm. So it's like a challenge. It's also good luck for whichever guest catches on that they're gone. So they try to sneak away and then whoever figures out that they're gone it's good luck huh. for them. Fun. <laughs> That's kind of you fun. You should do this at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might in, inadvertently. Yeah. Um, and I'll be the only one who knows. I'll be like, I have good luck. <laughs> I feel like that'd be kind of hard to do because the whole thing is about yeah. you. You're like sitting a at a couple. table in front of like 200 people. <laughs> uh, you'd have to do it like when everyone's dancing yeah. or serving cake or something. Or you could just like do the whole like you're going to take pictures after the ceremony and just never come back. Just never even show up at this reception. (laughs) That'd be weird. That's bold. Uh, Yeah. Okay. One more in Mongolia, couples hoping to set a wedding date must first kill a baby (laughs) chicken and cut it apart, holding the knife together to find a healthy liver. And they have to keep at it until they're successful. Do most chickens not have healthy livers? I don't know. That's also sad. Maybe it's difficult to find baby chickens or to cut it apart together. Or maybe you like, yeah, maybe you mangle a chicken so bad by both holding the knife that you kill the liver and then you have to keep doing it. Wow. That seems wrong. Uh, Don't judge. You know, it's other cultures. What did baby chickens do to you? Well, we eat a lot of baby chickens. Well, I mean, define baby, you know? Like chicken nugget size, but it's its whole body. (laughs) I mean, the chickens that we eat have been raised in like three months. Yeah, I would argue that three-month-old creatures are babies. Hmm. I think it depends on the species. Hmm. Okay. Because like three-month-old flies are dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That I guess suppose is a more complex complex (laughs) conversation for another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Next time when we discuss the (laughs) laws and limits of. Mutilating animals. <laughs> oh, Stay tuned. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, but that man. wouldn't fit into the theme of this episode, no. which is much happier than that. Yes. 
we just had to end on that note. <laughs> yep. Okay, well, thank you for listening to I Heard It on a Podcast. We've got new episodes every Monday and Wednesday that you can find wherever you get your podcast. If you liked what you hear, and you know someone else who likes, let's see, rice, horns of jealousy, baby chickens getting chopped up, or uh, the Kremlin. Or just love. Or marriage, yeah. Most people should listen to this podcast in that case. Um, send this podcast to those people. As always, you can reach us at I heard it on a podcast at gmail.com. That was a really weird mix of things. It was. <laughs> it should hit most categories of people, though. Well, I feel like the most all-encompassing one was if you like love. Yeah, but we made sure we got the other like 1% of people who like the Kremlin. Yeah, and cutting up baby chicken. <laughs>